welcome to Stuck in the 90s. We are your weekly nostalgia podcast dedicated to chronicling the years 1990 through 1999. If you've listened more than once, you know that by now. If you haven't, that's what we do on the podcast. We're called Stuck in the 90s. You could probably kind of infer that from the name. We're your hosts. My name's Chris Elphick. And I'm Connor Thompson. This week, uh, it's gonna be... Uh, we're gonna try to get through this pretty quickly. So, it's still February. Remember when we said that not a lot happens in January? Well, February isn't much better. I don't know, maybe we'll cover the Olympics next week from, from the 90s. Like, we've got we've got a few Olympics in the 90s to pick from. That's a thing. Nagano? Lillehammer? The other one? I was just gonna say the other one. Do you remember what the other one was? Ah, uh, no, we're on the same page, though. Yeah, but who knows? That is the future... And here in Stuck in the 90s, we talk about the past. We talk about times when ordering sushi made you hip or cultured, when a chicken shawarma was virtually unheard of, and Pizza Hut was experimenting with the idea of putting cheese inside the crust, thus changing how I would eat it forever, because I, I eat around things now. What a magical time. Yeah. What are we going to talk about this week, you might be asking yourself? Probably some random shit. Also, during February of 1994, a star was born, a true 90s icon, Dakota Fanning? What the shit? I mean, the Taco Bell Chihuahua. That's more like it. Yeah, but Dakota but, Fanning, she was born in February of 94. Just, just throwing that one out there. We're just saying. Yeah, more of a... I don't know. I don't know if she's found her space quite yet. If she's evolved from child actor into adult actress. A lot of them don't make it. I know, but here's open for her. Well, good Go for Dakota. you. Good for you, Dakota. Maybe you're doing stuff. But uh, let's briefly, briefly cast all this aside for this week's sponsor. Stuck in the 90s is brought to you by the lack of long-term effects that characters in TV shows suffered after traumatic events. The 90s were a time when TV was still largely episodic, uh, but things still, you know, happened to main characters, like big traumatic events oh yeah and and dramas and stuff like that especially even in comedies like shit got real but then next episode what of it so the problem was that everything needed to be more or less back to normal by the end of every episode and we never really had to watch the episodes in order because of that so tv was very forgiving if you missed a week or two or even months at a time there's no need for having a vcr or anything back in the time the expectation to watch every episode wasn't quite there even today we've got the previously on whatever tv show nowadays you pretty much if you're watching any kind of drama or anything other than a 20 minute comedy you need to be watching just about every episode in order to know what's going on with the plot yeah, and like if you if you remember back to some of your favorite shows like Frasier or Cheers, those are related, or like Seinfeld, everything was more or less the same. Like Jerry was always dating some new woman, Elaine was always doing something crazy with her job, George was always super weird. Like this was a, a constant theme. Nothing really changed. No one made progress. Yeah, there was I mean, slight bits. The only really The only real way to tell what season you are in of Seinfeld, besides everyone getting slightly older. What they're wearing. And Elaine getting slightly better looking. Yeah, good for her. Yeah. uh, Is just George's jobs, pretty much. Yeah. He goes from a real estate agent to, I don't know, something else. The Yankees, Kruger. That's almost really the only threat. George is actually the only person that bad things could happen to. Because, like, he had his fiance and then she died. Yeah. And that kind of echoed into the season afterwards. But for the most part, it still didn't matter. You could watch 
you can watch season three, episode one, followed by season seven, episode 24, and it's fine. The moral of the story here is that Stuck in the 90s is brought to you by showrunners who understood that moving forward, humanity would generally have the memory span of a goldfish. Yeah. So thank you for encouraging that early and often. One more fact I want to add on on that. Shoot. In uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, after Picard was freed from being assimilated from the Borg, the writers of the show had to fight tooth and nail in order to get even a single episode in which he's kind of suffering the fallout of literally being essentially kidnapped and brainwashed. Really? Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, and it's a good episode, too. Okay, before we move on with our bigger topics, uh, 90s news now. Word on the street, and perhaps you can enlighten the crowd, word on the street is that there might be a spicy reunion coming down the pipeline. Yeah, so apparently the Spice Girls are going to be getting back together, doing some doing some touring around. Longtime holdout Victoria Beckham, I guess, is finally on board because she's bored with life. Yeah, probably. I still don't think anything is 100% yet. It's a lot of rumors, but a lot of rumors with some traction. I I have to be honest here. Um, for me, this stops right now. I am well, not... Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I just don't want to be interested in what's happening. Um, you need one, somebody with a human touch. One other song that I can't think of inserted as a witty bit of wordplay. Viva forever. But yeah, that might happen, and I'm not as excited as I thought I'd be. Yeah, well, it's because it's not actually exciting. There is that. Well, it's just, yeah, it's just, here are some people who... Are old now. They're just doing it again. But I I am still excited. If If they... If they come to Toronto, are you there? Yes or no? If I don't have to buy from... StubHub? Yes. If I'm buying face value tickets off of the sales site, yes. So you heard it here. Chris is not going to see the Spice Girls. Yeah, probably. Pretty much, right? Okay. Um, Next. March Dino Madness. Shit is getting real, podcast listeners. We're not quite sure how we're going to do this yet, but I think it, I think it's best that we run you through the list of now 40 dinosaurs that we have for our March Madness best dino of the 90s bracket. So yeah. I think I, no discussion. I think oh, we yeah. should just, just run through all 40 list. of these. And if you, you the listener, not you, Chris, if you the listener think that there's a dino or a handful of dinos that we're missing, get in touch with us. Yeah. Post it on our Facebook page, send us an email, Instagram, whatever you got to do. Let us know which dinosaurs you feel need to make the cut here. Because we have room for, I guess, 64, right? Um, March Madness has 68 teams. I'm 68? not sure where that oh. ex- what happens with that extra four. I've okay, well. been reading up on it. But yeah, we've got some room to grow. 40 is fine. But if you think someone should be on this list, let us know. Okay. Take the first 10. So ma- the first one, uh, Mastodon Dinosaur. Yes, Mastodons very much are not dinosaurs, uh, but these are dinosaurs, and you will notice a theme. Uh, the Pterodactyl Dinosaur, the Triceratops Dinosaur, and also the Saber-Toothed Tiger, once more, Dinosaur. Then there's a Tyrannosaurus Dinosaur, and also the Dragonzord. That is six dinosaurs to start. From there, we have the T-Rex from Jurassic Park, Raptors from Jurassic Park, and also the... 
Dilophosaurus from Jurassic Park. This is the one that spits at Wayne Knight, who you may fondly remember as Newman. And I think that maneuver alone is going to get him at least past one round, but we said no discussion. My bad. And then number 10, uh, the 1998 Godzilla, because fuck it, half of these uh, we've already listed aren't dinosaurs anyway, and Godzilla's kind of close. Exactly. Moving on, we've got Dinobot from Beast Wars. We've got Megatron, his T-Rex form from Beast Wars. Grimlock, the Transformer. Uh, And then we've got Earl St. Clair, the Megalosaurus Patriarch from Dinosaurs, followed by Fran, Robbie, Charlene, and Baby St. Clair, also from Dinosaurs. Moving on, 1920, I'm taking 21 too, just because they're all lumped in together. Sure. Barney the Dinosaur and his cohorts, BJ and Baby Bop. And then from there, there's Rex from Toy Story, Reptar from uh, Rugrats. Rugrats, the Voth from Star Trek Voyager. I don't predict that one getting very far. No, God, no. Uh, also, Dino from Flintstones, I, for our purposes, the, the 90s live action version. And then fan favorite, surely a strong finisher, Littlefoot from Land Before Time. And then we have the other main characters from Land Before Time, Sarah, Ducky, Petrie, Spike, Sharptooth, fantastic. Uh, 32, Agumon, also Greymon, Metal Greymon, and War Greymon, all from Digimon. Yeah, we're lumping those Shit. ones together. I got too excited. I ran overboard. Ah, whatever. You got the rest of them. Okay, so yeah, Agumon and his Digivolutions, followed by 33, Charmander and his evolutions, Charmeleon and Charizard. Yep. Then we're getting back to We're Back, a Dinosaur Story, featuring Rex, Woog, and Elsa. Oh, also Dweeb. 38, Theodore Rex. This was a genetically created dinosaur who teams up with Whoopi Goldberg to investigate a murder Fantastic. in the movie Theodore Rex. Uh, Lizzie from Rampage World Tour. Legit. And finishing off our list in something that almost rounds out to be alphabetical if you ignore everything else to this point, Yoshi. I'm calling it right now. Yoshi is a final four. Oh, final yeah. Four Yoshi. Contestant. But you never know. Like, I could. I know. If you have. If, could get a tough like, round matchup. one, you've got Yoshi v. Godzilla. Yoshi Ooh. v. You know, something pretty. Something pretty substantial. Yeah. We could have some serious players out in the first couple rounds. We're, but pulling, we're, pro- we're pulling for you, Yosh. Yeah, we really are. That probably says a lot right there. So, yeah. Uh, hit us up online if you want to discuss the dinosaurs, if you want to add dinosaurs if you think some dinosaurs don't deserve to be on this list like some of the mammals we listed yeah let us know we're not taking them off but you know let us know Sabertooth dinobot is pretty sketchy all right let's get into our spotlight but before we get into our main story we're going to talk about some toys that were really cool and maybe we had or you know maybe maybe we wanted all obviously having a 90 slant because again Check the check the show title, you know? So first, in 1992, Kevin McAllister was about to get lost in New York, but he had the latest technology to help him out along the way. That was, of course, the Talkboy, and it was originally conceived as a non-working prop for Macaulay Culkin to use in the film. But one week prior to Black Friday, a fully working retail version based on specifications provided by John Hughes, who directed the movie, uh, which is a bit of a departure from his 80s movies, uh, and the movie studio provided the blueprints. Uh, This was available at Toys R Us on November 20th, 92, the day that Home Alone 2 Lost in New York was released nationwide in the U.S. The original Talkboy model released for the 1992 holiday shopping season, uh, came in Home Alone 2-themed packaging with Kevin McAllister pictured on the front box using the Talkboy to record. The original model consists of a battery-powered handheld cassette player and recorder with an integrated microphonic speaker, grip handle, and extendable microphone. 
extendable is a strong word. Like we're talking a few inches. It was so weak. It's still, I mean, it goes it, from. It was technically telescopic. It goes from zero to like two or three. There's, it's, it was a grower. There's some kind of that's what she said joke in here. Oh, yeah. The main controls are similar to other portable cassette devices with play, stop, fast forward, rewind, and record functionality. So several spinoffs were released, including the only one really worth talking about, the Deluxe Talkboy. Oh, yeah. This was released after the original consumer model. The Deluxe Talkboy was nearly identical, uh, but added the functions to slow playback and fast playback, which enabled users to manipulate the recording and playback speed. Uh, which would change the pitch of the recorded sound, Best. acting as a simple voice changer. This was similar to what Macaulay Culkin did in uh, in Home Alone 2, you know, with the hotel and whatnot. This is Peter McAllister, the, the father. father. Best. Yeah. Uh, of course, there was also a talk girl, which was a pink talk boy. Uh, remember, remember when... Genders. Remember when that was a thing? These were popular for a decent amount of time after Home Alone 2 came out. We both remember a ton of ads for these in the later half of the 90s, but oh, yeah. eventually carrying around a pretty bulky tape recorder became less cool. And also the Talkboy wasn't particularly cheap. This was an expensive toy. Yeah, I, I it wasn't out of the realm of buying for a Christmas or birthday gift, but it was, I feel like this was probably... 60 maybe 70 dollars at the time yeah, i'm they, not sure they weren't cheap i remember my friend jesse got one for christmas and i'm pretty sure my parents didn't buy me one solely because of how annoying they were and he definitely proved that thesis to be correct yeah that's uh that's probably really true but i i wanted one. Oh, i wanted one in the worst way yeah they were they were the coolest things in like 92 93 fuck well they were the coolest things until toward the later half of the decade yeah. yes entertainment which we assume isn't a thing anymore released the yak back the yak back was a simple device consisting of a single speaker and two buttons one button marked say and the other play by holding down the say button, a person could record six whole seconds of digital audio, during which a light would shine to indicate that the yakback was recording. Afterwards, the play button would enable you to hear what was just recorded. The commercial for it showed a boy sitting in a living room recliner while his sister came by and started fussing at him. Then he kept playing his is not quote using the yakback at his sister while his sister kept saying is too. They also had a ton of spin-off devices, including the Yakback 2, Yakback Warper, Yak Wacky, the Yakback SFX, and the Yak Backwards. We didn't make any of those up. Yeah, those are a lot of Yak words, and I'm glad I didn't have to say any of them. A lot of yakking. I think I had the Yak Backwards, but I'm not sure. I had one of these, but they were, they were small enough that you could put in a pocket, which was oh, a yeah, major they were selling tiny. feature. They and were... eventually they became like a keychain toy too. I think so. Yeah. And I think there was a watch one. There was a watch talk boy as well, though. Yeah. So, you know, these two were fighting for the same market by the end of the decade. And now neither of them are around because, well, you know, you've pro there's probably an app for that. Man, Yakback should release a Yak app. This idea is already being stolen from us. Like we haven't even uploaded I mean, the episode online and someone somewhere felt a tingle in their dingle and they're writing things down. But here, like there's tons, there's got to be tons of vo like simple voice recorder apps out there. But whoever owns the rights to, to the yak back now, whatever happened to this Yes Entertainment, Buddy, I'll they need to work on this. I will flip you my dollar bill. Yeah, it's a, it's a good idea. That is worth total a total 99 cents in the app store or Google Play. True. Now on to today's main story. On February 7th, 1994, a dog was born. I mean, many dogs were probably born. I would but, assume so. But there was one dog in particular that you all know and love. Her name was Gidget, 
and she was destined for fame, glory, and chalupas. Maybe not in that order. And truth be told, Gidget wasn't even originally supposed to be the big deal here, because the big deal was a dog named Dinky, who was actually replaced by Gidget at the last minute. So the, the Taco Bell dog was supposed to be a girlfriend-boyfriend situation. So Gidget was supposed to be the girlfriend, Gidget took over the main role as the boyfriend when Dinky. when Dinky was bopped off. Who knows where Dinky went? Should have picked a different stage name. That, that, that'll never work on a marquee. Also, uh, there was another chihuahua in here named Taco, hilarious, mm. who was a stand-in for Gidget. So Gid, there's a lot of moving parts already. Yeah. So in September of 1997, Taco Bell used the dog in one ad in the Northeast U.S., the advertising campaign began during a peak in what was known as the Burger Wars, in which several fast food chains were engaged in large-scale advertising campaigns against each other. What a good time this was. Delicious. The dog, sometimes depicted as a Mexican revolutionary wearing a beret or as a bandito wearing a sombrero, was made to speak through special effects. Her advertising catchphrase was, Yo Quiero Taco Bell. Uh, I want Taco Bell. Her voiceover was provided by a man named Carlos named carlos the figure grew popular so much so that toy figurines of the dog were produced and yokiero is pretty much now ingrained in the annals of pop culture the dog also started two additional catchphrases with the first being drop the chalupa which briefly became an oft-quoted phrase on sports center is that true that is true also i didn't remember that until now and also viva gorditas meaning long live gorditas in a noted crossover with the 1998 Godzilla film, holy shit, it's all coming back to me now. Oh yeah, there's, yeah, this, the, yeah. Oh god, the dog famously tried to trap the monster in a box, goading the beast with the phrase, here, lizard, 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 only to see Godzilla's size and respond, uh-oh, I think I need a bigger box, which of course was a reference to Jaws, and another Godzilla crossover involving him making an order through a drive through speaker on Godzilla's tail, uh... And that order being too large for the workers, comically yeah, large. I remember was it like forty thousand tacos or something. Probably, I don't, I don't even know. It was something stupid. Yeah, I remember those now, though. They're just flooding back to me, oh, and just man. everything. This was a good ad campaign, I think. It you know, really, what? it really roped you in. And fuck, Taco Bell was Taco Bell's always been pretty decent with that. And of course, that is how they won the Burger Wars. And now in the present, they're the only fast food uh, chain that exists. Now, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom and use the three seashells. I will I never, never for any reason on this show edit out a Demolition Man reference. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, regardless of how bad we botch it, it will always stay. Not that that was botched. I just want you to know that. Okay. Every time good. you make it, it will land. We're on the we're on the same page. We know how to use the three seashells. Well, so anyway... In July of 2000, Taco Bell ended the Chihuahua advertisements. Uh, one of the incorrect rumors that were floating around is that they ended the ad campaign because the dog died. This was, however, incorrect. In later years, Gidget went on to appear in a 2002 commercial in a 2002 commercial for uh, Geico. Like, does this predate the the gecko? I don't know. I think yeah. I remember there was a time where Geico was kind of bouncing around. Yeah, I between... think this was probably its transitionary time. Yeah. Yeah. And it also uh, she also starred as Bruiser's mom in the 2003 sequel to Legally Blonde, Legally Blonde 2, Red, White and Blonde. So she got to act with Reese Witherspoon. 
That's a pretty good career. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. But of course, all good things must come to an end. Uh, Gidget sadly passed away on July 21st, 2009 at the age of 15 after suffering a stroke in the home of her trainer, Sue Chipperton in Santa Clarita, California. She was cremated and her ashes were retained by her trainer. Taco Bell Corp said in a statement that Gidget would be missed by her many fans and said, Our deepest sympathies go out to her owners and fans. So, yeah. Uh, here's the here's the interesting part for us though, and maybe this wasn't specific for you, but we didn't have ready access to a Taco Bell. Oh yeah, Niagara Falls didn't have one during this peak Taco Bell advertising time. Our closest ones were either in Welland, which was a twenty minute drive, or in St. Catharines, which was just about a twenty minute drive. Yeah, uh, depending on yeah, depending on what you hit for traffic, roughly twenty minutes either way to get to our nearest Taco Bell. So I had Taco Bell maybe once or twice a year if we happened to be in the area and we happened to want to go for lunch and we happened to want to go to Taco Bell. Like the stars very rarely aligned. These ads worked wonders on me and. Also, I ate out a lot in the 90s, so I was at Taco Bell fairly often, and fuck, I, I just missed that 90s Taco Bell experience. I went to the St. Catharines one, f- you know, decently, probably, I would say at least double what you did, maybe five, six times a year. I know that I always got them, but what the fuck is up with those styrofoam cinnamon twists? And I, why do I keep ordering them? I never got them. They're not good. Fry Supreme. I fucking love I, Fry Supreme. I never got Fry Supreme. Oh, I don't so honestly. Good. I don't think there's a damn thing that I like at Taco Bell except for uh, the chicken quesadilla. Chicken quesadillas are always they're good actually well. pretty legit. Fuck, I could go for some Taco Bell. I'm getting hungry. I am so hungry. Okay, yeah, let's, we gotta let's, end this. Yeah, we gotta end yeah, this. More talk on tacos some other time. It's dinner time, right. and also we are three minutes late for our friend's surprise thirtieth birthday party. Yeah, that is not we gotta a wrap joke. this up. Happy birthday, Stan! Um, Happy birthday. Okay, so as always, you can find us online at stuckinthe90spodcast.com. If you want to email us about dinosaurs, we are super into that. Or if you want to be a ten dollars sponsor, drop us a line at stuckinthe90spodcast@gmail.com. Fuck, $10, you can, like, have a self-insertion dinosaur that we can guarantee makes it at least to the round of 16. Yeah, we're definitely sellouts. We are on Facebook at Stuck in the 90s Podcast, at Twitter at SIT90s. Our Instagram handle is Stuck in the 90s Podcast as well. Yeah. We've been posting lately. We're around. Oh, yeah. I've My... got a few pictures uh, that I took in Ottawa. Oh, one more thing. So last week, I absolutely 1,000% or at least 100% confused super mario all-stars and super mario world for the record i hate super mario all-stars and i'm totally cool with super mario world okay okay that super mario all-stars is so dumb now what do you have wait what do you have against super mario all-stars it's so extreme there's so much shit going on i've played it i don't understand it i've watched you play it and it seems like one of those games where there are a million secrets a level and you it's had to grow just... up playing it in order to know them all but it's literally just four mario games it's all, all it is is mario one uh two real two and three it but it's all like mishmash together and there's like like getting all the secret stars is insane there's way too much going on in that game i have no idea what you're talking about super mario all-stars is extreme are you sure you're not thinking about super mario rpg legend of the seven stars i don't know anymore honestly i don't i'm not willing to look into it Okay, more on this next week. Oh, God. We're going to have an expose of, no, of Mario games, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. God damn it. Okay, fine, I'm in. Okay. Uh, I hate one Mario game. Maybe we will find out what it is. I'm thinking my money's on Mario RPG. Let us know sometime. Oh, I have, oh, that, it, let's go. I have that on the Super Nintendo Classic. I can play that. I'll, oh, let, I'll yeah. let you know. But 
for now, the, the podcast, podcast is now tacos. Stars. Damn it. Eh, we went somewhere with that. I think the podcast has been tacos before. It's been tacos for a long time. Yeah. We've been we've been accepting tacos as a form of payment for at least six months no now. No one has paid us in tacos. I don't know how. We need a taco cryptocurrency. And that's a topic for another podcast that we are developing. Tacoing. Yes. <laughs>